I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Rise Together podcast. Dave here. I am uh, a little bit late. Going to have a conversation about dads and parenting generally. I uh, find myself enjoying a special week with my dad and mom, my siblings and their kids, my nieces and nephews, and mine. And we kicked off this family trip on Father's Day, well, the day before. And so the opportunity to be here and celebrate my dad, to celebrate my parents who are themselves in their 50th year of marriage to hang out with my siblings. It's just been such a treat. But uh, on this last week's blog, I'm a blogger now, uh, still odd, still not 2009, just go with it. Uh, I put up a longer form of writing that uh, I'm going to go ahead and use here on the podcast today but we'll uh, intersperse it with some conversation that I had with my kids and my dad on their thoughts about what it is to be a great dad. And uh, hopefully it's a bit of fun. So if you will, sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation. Here's to dad. Welcome to Rise Together. My name's Dave Hollis. I'm the host of this show where we're going to hopefully have you feeling a little more normal in this, the human experience. Maybe see yourself even in some of the stories that are told or have your appreciation of what it means to be human expanded by someone who's come on as a guest who's had a different life experience. In all of it, we are trying our best in community to learn from each other, to grow, and maybe even have a little bit more compassion for what it's like to walk in each other's shoes. When we do, we all rise together. Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Sending love to you and yours as I'm surrounded by an abundance in real time. For the first time, I got to wake up on a Father's Day to coffee with my dad and sons. A trip to the timeshare that he and my mom have with my sibs comes around every other year, and this time our Texas crew got to crash the festivities. The trip came right on time for so many reasons, outside of it clashing with a baseball tourney from my dude Sawyer, who misses the early part of our summer adventure. 
The guy in the white shirt, he's one of the greats. The man who gave me his name, I'm Dave Jr., also gave me so much of who I am because of the way he so consistently modeled it. His faith, hard work, kindness, compassion, loyalty, and so much more was on display daily. And I feel so fortunate for the way so much of the good imprinted in who I am and continue to become. If only watching him golf could have made me play better today. As my parents inch closer and closer to their 50th anniversary this year, a day like today is a rad chance to appreciate the consistency of my dad and my life in their marriage and the way his model has had such an incredible impact on the kids and grandkids assembled here in Cabo. What's interesting in reflecting on my dad and this idea of consistency is how much of my own journey with fatherhood has changed over time. I mean, being a dad is one of the most important parts of who I am, and it's always changing, which is part of why I think it's always hard, always an area that I'm still working on, always a part of my life that has me wondering if I'm actually doing it right on the regular, as much as it feels like it's just part of what comes with being a dad or a mom for that matter. It's still part of why the job of showing up well comes as much with moments of celebration as pulling out your freaking hair. I'm sure you can relate. You finally figure out how to get them to sleep in a crib, drink a bottle, change a diaper, and then they grow out of each two days after mastery. You're urging them to take that first step, then struggling to keep up with them running off in the mall. They nap, then don't. You need to walk them in at drop-off, then they would never. It's packed lunches with notes until the calf food is cool. Boys and girls have cooties, and then in a flash, phone numbers for texting someone they think is cute. They can't get enough cuddling, and then one day, they come home and close their bedroom door and don't come out again. Ever. It never ends. It's this humbling reminder that I'll never be an expert dad, because I'm always learning some new part of what it means to be a dad to kids that are always something new. I mean, I'll never be an expert dad because I don't even think that's a real thing since my idea of what it means to be a good dad continues to change day to day. And I'm sure that what I think my kids need is different than what you think your kids need or what you or my mom or any outside source thinks my kids need for that matter. It's part of what makes it fun and maddening at times. Of the mistakes I made coming into fatherhood, I assumed there was a one-size-fits-all approach for being a dad. Utilitarian. I'll just be this one kind of dad for each of these kids, and that one way will work well for each. And then you have kids, who of course are all completely different and unique, and in that need some individual catering to their specific needs, wiring, and ways of receiving love. It's not to say the fundamentals change kid to kid, because there are clearly values that act as the foundation across the board. But when you have an intellectual versus an empath, an introvert versus an extrovert, a kid with a wry sense of humor versus one who's particularly sensitive, one size definitely doesn't fit all. This summer sees my time with kids as a window that we're looking to make memories with experiences. Yes, we are so fortunate in real time to be on a holiday with my parents, but an experiential summer is as much a thing we're looking to manufacture at home on a random Tuesday. 
Heading into summer, I asked each of my kids to pick things during our time that they really wanted to make a memory. Some of the list included Jackson wanting to find a way to float on a boat on a lake, Sawyer wanting to take in a live baseball game, Ford wanting to go on a thrift store bonanza, and Noah wanting to go to a park. Bless. May she never grow up. The bottom line, each are lit up by totally different things, things that keep changing over time as they do, and so the means to making a memory takes a little customization and keeping a finger on the pulse for it to hit the way I'd hope. Alas, it's also why this adventure of parenting is hard, because there are plenty of days when they're all going to Noah's Park when it isn't their choice, or cheering in a seat in Arlington, even if they don't like baseball. Sometimes the memories we're making are ones where they're being dragged along by a parent doing their best to keep a smile on their face, while kids are frustrated by your attempts to serve them well. And gasp, the horror of being alerted to how that thing that was on the top of their list from last summer is now no longer cool, as a reminder of how far from cool any of us have ever been in keeping up with the latest trends. First question from the kids as we pause for a moment. I asked each of the kids a handful of questions, three or four questions. Uh, The first question was, what are the parts of me being a dad that you appreciate most? And here's what they had to say. Hello, I'm Sawyer, and I'm going to talk to you and do some Father Day questions. Um, Number one, one thing... I most appreciate about my dad is that he's a funny and kind that he has the same sports interests as me, which I think is really cool because it like motivates me to be a a better athlete. All right. First question, Ford Hollis. What are the parts of me being a dad that you appreciate most? Uh, I really like it whenever we like, like, even even though you're have like I'm having like a rough day, you just always like like try to make me feel better and like all that stuff. Noah Hollis is in the hot seat. Noah, first question: What do you like about me being your dad? Being cool. Being cool. Oh, being cool. You think that I'm cool? Oh man. Wait until you realize that I've never been cool. That's okay. I appreciate that you're caring and want the best for us. I appreciate that you're happy for us when we succeed and when we fail. I appreciate that you make sure that we feel cared for. In getting my kids to this family gathering, it required a flight in the middle of the night and what ended up being a 15-hour travel day as my kids intermittently went from laughing and goofing to arguing and bored. A long flight is when it feels like I have a thousand kids, when it feels like someone is always hungry and no one ever needs to go to the bathroom until there's a line in front of the door. Those moments when you question if the effort for the memory is actually going to create a memory of the good you set out for or the frustrating moments it took to get there. This trip is also part of the adventure of navigating the logistics of our new normal. Divorce introduced another chapter in the fatherhood saga where single parenting is the latest curveball in this world where the only constant appears to be change. Our flight out saw me reunited with my crew after they spent a couple of great weeks away with their mama. For us, 
Summers are split in a different kind of way from the school year. Three weeks on, three weeks off before summer camp that will fill with what we hope are lasting memories both at home and away. This new season, raising kids with a partner who's no longer doing it with me under a single roof, is one that's taken time to acclimate to. As much as I know how fortunate this crew is to be loved well by their mama, and while I give every benefit of the doubt that the way they're being raised when they're not in my house is with love and respect and boundaries and accountability, I've also long had to make peace with not having a say, and even at times visibility, to how all that unfolds, since that's no longer part of the deal. Yes, we do what we can to create alignment on things that matter most, create consistency as much as possible to afford these kids the best chance at being well-adjusted, but it still doesn't mean that either of us get a vetoing vote if we decide to pursue something in our individual homes that the other might not fully endorse. It's on a day like Father's Day that I'm asking how I can be a better dad when the conditions associated with it seem to continue stacking new levels of change that invariably up the degree of difficulty, or at a minimum, seem to affect the surface area that I have direct influence on. In the second question that I asked the kids, I asked them, what are the areas where I could improve on the dad game? Here's what they had to say. All right, next question. What's something I could do better as a dad, is there something that I'm not doing great right now? Being nice. I'm not being nice. That I gotta tell you, that kind of pierces through my soul. You're being nice. I am being nice? Yes. But being nice isn't a thing I have to work on. I want you to tell me what's an area where I could do something better for you. You can work while you're on a phone call. <laughs> I, I could work when I'm on a phone call? I don't know what that means. Well, you can work. Well, you can work, and then you can do a phone call. Okay, I don't. I don't really know. Like, well, it's... This, that's a great answer. There's got to be one thing that I could do better. Uh. This is your chance, man. Say it. <laughs> um. Maybe. Uh. I have no clue. That is, that's, this is the nicest compliment you've ever given me. Thank you. All right. What are areas where I can improve on in the dad game? I think that you could improve on letting us know when something's going on with you. And that's pretty much it. One thing I think you can improve on is definitely like more home cooked meals from you. Cause I feel like we have like a lot of like frozen pizza and stuff. I definitely like to have like you cook more food. Take it a step further and introduce new humans in the world of dating after divorce and the hope that the influence of someone else spending time with your kids is a positive one is thrown into the mix. As much as I'd like to be with my kids every day, my new reality is that half the time they're not only not with me, but also potentially with their mom's partner as well. I count myself fortunate to have had so many positive stories come from the way they've connected with her boyfriend and beyond infiltrating their young minds with his love of Harry Potter. I know, I'm weird for not liking Harry Potter. Let's move on. He seems like such a cool addition to their life. Something I couldn't have expected to see when this chapter began as wholly additive, not competitive. Getting a chance to offer my appreciation for the positive influence he plays in their life on a weekend like this 
isn't something I could have anticipated, but something I find myself grateful for in real time. In the same way, I hope to afford Heidi and her kids, who I've come to absolutely love the same. The relationships I have with her exes, Derek and Chris, are unexpected and unconventional and unbelievably amazing. I thought it would be weird, and it was, and would never feel normal like it does, and find so much love and beauty in the entire, at times, hilariously chaotic mess. The notes we all exchange on a day like Father's Day is something that fills my heart as much as almost anything else does. But I bring this all up because no matter what your family unit looks like, no matter how many kids you have, no matter what, I've come to appreciate that the reason we have a day like Father's Day to celebrate dads and why we do the same on Mother's Day is because with as much change, individual needs, circumstances that fall wildly beyond our control and everything in between, this is hard work. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love being a dad. But I'd be lying if I didn't also admit that I'm routinely frustrated, super hard on myself, and questioning everything because of how difficult it is to do this job well. It seems obvious that, of course, it's in part because of how hard it is that you get to have the deep feelings of satisfaction when things do feel like they're working. When you see your kid opening a door for someone, actually saying thank you without prompting, cooperating with their siblings rather than poking fun. But I think it's okay today to acknowledge that being a dad, being a parent, is both amazing and wonderful and beautiful and hard. It's why we celebrate those who rise to the challenge on a day like this. In the long run, the good days wildly outweigh the hard. The laughter and love overwhelmingly wins the day over the frustrating and infuriating. As much as I'm really proud of how I show up for my kids, I can also hold space for regularly questioning if I'm actually doing anything right because I'm pretty sure it comes with the territory. It's the price of entry, if you will. So I asked the kids, next, what was one of their favorite memories with me? Here's what they had My to say. favorite memory with you is when we came back from camp and got the go-karts for the first time, and then we all rode them together. That was a lot of fun. Well, I remember it was like Thanksgiving night, and you know what we do on Thanksgiving night? Mm-hmm. Throw a little ball, like throw, throw like a football. And, and just like... It's really nice to just like talk with you while like we're playing and that's like that like is like really cool to me. My favorite memory with my dad has to be the time that me and him went to the Astros World Series when they were playing the Nationals. That was really fun because we got to like road trip to Houston and then we got to watch the game, which was a blast. What's one of your favorite memories with me as your dad? Being nice and kind, cool. Okay. But is that a memory, really? I mean, those are descriptive words. Yes! It, feel, it feels like I'm like holding yes! up a note card yes! and asking you to read from it. What's a favorite memory? Like a vacation. A vacation, <laughs> And that was Noah Hollis. A lot has happened in my life since last Father's Day. Heck. A lot has happened in my life since the last few Father's Days. When I look back and think about all the change I've experienced, 
and layer on the ever-evolving intricacies of these kids continuing to grow into new phases of life, and then add the bonus levels of what at times feels like living in a matrix-like simulation of being a single dad or the influence I or others have on the kids in my life, what I realize is this. Change isn't the only constant. It's change and me. I'm the one thing on my side of the ledger that's been here for my kids every single day through all the change. Good and bad, strong and humbled, proud and still learning me. Thankfully, I continue to grow and evolve through every season into what I hope is a better version of who they need me to be from all the learning that's come in processing all the change in my own life. The long and the short of it ends up coming back to this. In a world where I can't control so many outside forces, can't keep them from growing up even though I try, and can't even anticipate what comes next in adolescence, dating, social pressures, and the way the world tries to influence how they think and feel about themselves, I can really only control how well I show up for myself as a means to show up well for them. It's been a journey. As much as I have so much pride in what feels like me as the best version of a dad in real time, I've also had plenty of seasons where I wasn't the best model. Times when I let my own encounters with grief and negative coping mechanisms and self-doubt and a list of a thousand other things keep me from being the ideal version of who they deserve. Heck, I still have those days in real time. But ideal isn't real. It's aspirational at best and a never-ending odyssey to just being a little bit better tomorrow every single day. No matter the nonlinear nature of being a human, in those ebbs and flows, I hope I've normalized what it means for them to also process hardship, given permission for them to talk openly and honestly about their feelings, showed them the power in owning the shit they might carry shame for, and the way that asking for help might be among the strongest things they can ever do. As I think about how to show up best for my kids, how to approach being the best dad for them so that they might one day grow into great dads and moms to their kids, it starts with showing up as best I can for myself, doing what I can to stay focused on the things I can control, focusing on my spiritual, physical, mental, and emotional health, and the hope that the way I'll model those values while celebrating my wins and learning from my failures gives them a path forward to do the same, just like my dad did with me. I hope yesterday was full of celebrating. I hope you were one of the lucky ones that had this date circled on the calendar and bought all the world's greatest dad mugs for all the amazing dads in your life. Be it your own, the son who's raising your grandchildren, the uncle who stepped in and showed up, that best friend's dad who was always there, or anything in between. I hope there's plenty of celebrating on a day like Father's Day. But I also appreciate that this holiday can be complicated if you didn't have a hallmark version of a fatherhood when you were growing up. I count myself lucky, especially as I'm sitting next to Dave Sr. in real time. I was raised by a great dad. I'm sure I've taken for granted at times that I had a dad that was so good, so kind, so loyal and supportive to my mom, so consistent in the way he provided for our family. For my entire life, he was a hardworking contractor the kind that at the first sound of rain would find him up on a roof, hammering a nail into a tarp long after his hands were tired and clothes were soaked. He worked hard for this family, but not at the expense of spending time with them. When I rummage through my old memories boxes, I'm hard pressed to find a team photo where he wasn't the coach growing up, 
He's the model of his faith, both in how he lives his life, but also how he calls each of his four kids out on their crap when we color a little too far outside the lines. He's a deeply feeling 6'4 giant of a man, filled with emotion like his oldest son, just a lot less talkative. He taught me poker, which I clean up in, and golf, which I still can't figure out. He's popped to my kids, and a great one at that. I've never wondered if he loves me. I've never questioned if he'd get my back. I've cried big tears when I've let him down and worked hard to make him proud. But if there's a thing in this world I can count on, it's my dad. Our final question to the kids, when you think about being a dad, what kind of dad are you going to be? What kind of dad do you think you're going to be? I think I'm going to be like a, a fun dad and like a, a dad who's sometimes strict, but like not too much, like a goofy dad, you know? <laughs> like me? Yeah. <laughs> Ish. Ish. But we're going to be living in a two trillion dollar mansion. That seems obscenely overpriced. Well, it's it's going to be like to the moon because it's going to be that high. You're going to have a mansion that goes to the moon? Yes, I am. And then we're going to have little moon babies on on the on the moon. Yeah. That feels weird. When I become a dad, I want to be the dad that all of his all of my kids' friends want to go to their house cuz he's the cool one. I want to be like strict but not like too strict. I just want to be the best dad for my kid. When I'm a dad, I think that I'm going to try my best to be caring and considerate. I'd like to make sure that they know to ignore what other people think and focus on themselves. And also, I'd like to make sure that I don't force them to do anything or go anywhere they don't want to go. Within reason, of course. I'm sure this day means a lot of things to a lot of people. Part of celebrating dads on a day like today starts with the reminder that if you had a good one, you were fortunate. But beyond that, celebrating dads on a weekend like this is also an acknowledgement to the fact that it's hard work being good at something that's always changing. There's something to be said for every dad and mom out there who continue to fight to be great at something where every time it feels like you get a win, the people, personalities, emotions, and even the things that are cool change. And you're having to learn how to be great all over again and again and again. So happy Father's Day. Here's to all the dads out there and those who play the role of dad. Change is a guarantee, but it isn't the only constant. You're a constant too. Here's to continuing to reach every day for those small wins in your never-ending journey of growth, for giving yourself the kind of grace that's required in this hard work, and the hope that you've been celebrated for the effort that comes in being a good dad. In real time, my kids are playing a card game and haven't argued in four minutes. So I'm basically crushing the dad game. Also, if history is any indicator, we have about three minutes of peace left, at which point I'll question everything. Such is the life of a parent. Let's go. All right, we're going to end this episode where we should have began it with the man, the myth, the man who gave me my name, Dave Sr., sitting next to me here. Children running by. Uh, Pop, 
what is the uh, piece of advice that you would give to me or to anyone who's hoping to be a great dad? Um, listen to your kids. Always be willing to have open discussion. Um, hopefully lead by being a good role model, showing them that they're unconditionally loved. And just be, be willing to spend time with them. Good words. Good man. I love you, Pop. Between now and next week, I hope you all have a fantastic week and that uh, this past week celebrating dads was a thing that you were able to do. We'll see you on the next episode of the Rise Together podcast. Hey, y'all. While I am taking a hiatus from social media, I'd still love to stay connected to you on the regular. If you head over to MrDaveHollis.com, I have an opportunity for us to become one-way pen pals. Yep, I'm going to be sending out regular updates, uh, stories, uh, observations, hopefully things that will also make you laugh or think. Uh, and I'd love to be able to do that on the reg. So if you uh, are so inclined, hit MrDaveHollis.com, drop in your email, and buckle on up. I love you all. Thank you for all the continued support. Let's go.